Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Pretty much everything under the sun relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us. Hey, our listeners and viewers keep growing each and every week here in the United States as well as internationally. So we're really grateful to our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, and AMFM247. Last week, we had Alan Nevin. Alan Nevin's the Director of Economic and Research at the Experit Group. He's also the San Diego Associate of Realtors Chief Economist. He's educated us on what's happening economically, about rising inflation, increased gas prices, housing interest rates, what we can do and what will happen in the coming months. If you're worried about selling your house and having the prices go down or buying and all that stuff, you really want to go check out that episode. If you'd like to see it or hear the episode, all you need to do is go to savingwithsteve.us and check out episode number 80. Now, this week, we've had a lot of viewers come in and say, hey, what's this retirement savers credit? So I'm going to go over that today. Life's changing for a lot of people because of COVID. Big resignation. Companies are laying off people because they're worried about inflation. Unemployment is down to 3%, and we still have 11 million jobs to fill. There are more jobs available now. In fact, 60% of middle-income workers are looking at making a career change. Many older workers are going back to work because of inflation and cost of living and all that. A lot of us are in jobs we hate. Well, we have Helen Poisra here today to help us make a successful career change. Now, Helen is a career development expert, award-winning author, public speaker. She founded Career Coach Entrepreneurs Academy. It's a certificate program, inventor of the Elevation Career Assessment. She has a real gift for undercovering talent and directing it to achieve extraordinary results. So we can't wait to talk to Helen. She's going to be with us in just a moment. But first, hey, what's that retirement credit stuff? Well, Uncle Sam wants you to save for retirement, so much so that he's offering a tax credit for doing so. The retirement savings crack credit, for short, is a tax credit worth up to $1,000 or if you're married, $2,000. Now, it's really designed for men and low-income taxpayers who contribute to a retirement account. You're eligible for savers credit if you're over 18 or older, not a full-time student, or not claimed as a dependent on anybody else's tax return. But that doesn't necessarily mean you get it. You must also make a retirement plan or an IRA con- contribution and follow them to the maximum adjusted gross income caps the IRS has set. So for example, in 2022, if you are married, joint filer, okay, and your adjusted gross income is under $68,000, hey, you qualify for this tax credit. If you're head of household, it's $51,000. Or any other filer, it's $30,000, $34,000 here in 2022. Now, as I said before, the tax credit set is worth up to $1,000 for individuals, $2,000 for filing joint me. Keep in mind that a credit is not the same as a tax deduction. It's better. While a tax deduction just reduces the amount of your income that is subject to taxes, 
a tax credit reduces your actual tax bill dollar for dollar. So that means if your bill's $1,000 and you get a $1,000 tax credit, it's zero, okay? The value of the sailor's credit is calculated based off your contributions to a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, a 401k, simple IRA, or ABLE account, 403b, or a 457 plan. You may be eligible for up to 50% of your contribution or 20 or 10% of your maximum contribution amount, depending upon your filing status, okay? Or adjusted income. To qualify for the savers credit, the contribution must be new money. In other words, rollovers for existing accounts like a 401k rollover don't count. So let's take a look at it like this. If you're married and filing jointly, if your adjusted gross income is below $41,000, okay, you can, what, you know, 50% of whatever you contribute will be subject to the tax trader credit up to $1,000. If your adjusted gross incomes between 41 and 44,000, only 20% of your contributions will be eligible for the tax saver, tax savers, uh, savers. Uh, tax credit. And if your adjusted gross income between 44 and 68,000, only 10% is subject to eligible for that uh, tax savers credit. So let's, let's understand that. Think of it like this. If your adjusted gross income is under $41,000 and you contribute a thousand bucks, you're going to get a $500 tax credit. If your income is between 41 and 44,000, you give that same thousand dollars you're going to get a $200 tax credit. If your adjusted gross income is between 44 and 68,000 and you're married obviously, you know what? And you contribute the same $1,000, you'll get a $100 tax credit, okay? So it's a little different if you're head of household or other filers, it caps out at 51 and so on. So we've just calculated. If your contribution is made to a traditional IRA, 401k, or other account that offers a tax deduction for contribution, your taxable income will also be reduced by the amount of your contribution. Think about this. If you're contributing $1,000 and your adjusted gross income is $40,000, you'll be taxed on $39,000. On top of that, with the tax savers credit, if you contribute that $1,000, you're going to get $500 in a tax credit, which is significant because you're like getting a double bump here. So it's really important to understand these rules because if you fit the guidelines, this could make a big difference to you. I already know some people right now that are eligible for this tax savers credit. And quite frankly, they're going to be in a position because they're married to actually get $2,000 tax credit. For them, that's an extra $2,000 that they're going to get back on their tax return. So what you want to do is you want to talk to your financial advisor, your CPA, and see how it makes sense for you. Now, you want to stick with us. We've got Helen Horziga is going to help us with career changes. You don't want to miss this because it's going to make a difference in your life. Stick with us. We're going to write back here on Saving with Steve. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. 
To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything in the center relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. Now, I wanna thank our affiliates, UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, AMF and 247 for shooting our show around the United States as well as the world. Hey, we really appreciate you sharing with your friends and your family, and we hope we give you information that makes a difference in your life. Now, if you'd like to go check us out, you can go to Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. All the episodes are up there. Um, You can go to Saving with Steve Sexton on Facebook, and you can get all the behind the scenes stuff, watch the recordings live before they're edited, before any commercials are in there, the whole shot. Now, uh, with that, again, we have Helen Porza. Um, she's a career development expert, award-winning author and public speaker. Okay. She's the founder of Career Coach Entrepreneurs Academy. It's a certificate program. And she's the inventor of the uh, evaluations career assessment. You know what? She's got the gift to undercover talent and direct it to the extraordinary results. She holds master's in science degrees for career counseling at Cal State, uh, uh, Cal State University in Sacramento and professionally trained through Coaches Training International. Helen, just before we get really going into this, I always like to hear people's story because it gives everybody context of where you're coming from. So could you just share your story? Why did you get into career counseling? Obviously, you help a lot of people, but why did you get into that? Well, thanks for asking. I was a classic liberal arts student, so I knew a lot about writing and psychology. And I was interested in all that. So I was drawn to something in the psychology field, but then when I looked at what it took to get into that work, it seemed like it was way too long. And to keep a long story short, basically when I was 26, I was in a job I really hated. I like, maybe I should just become a counselor. Everybody said, finally, like it was some obvious thing that I should have seen. And I jumped (laughs) in my Honda and I drove to a lower class of living town called Sacramento, California, and enrolled in a counseling program. And there was one other layer, which is important. Even though I knew I wanted to be a counselor, there was another decision point in terms of what kind. And when I saw that I could become a career counselor, it was like, that's it. I want to help people in normal adjustments in ways that are practical and work with people that are motivated to make their life better. That sounds really cool. I love it when people, I call it superpower because sometimes people go through their whole life and they don't realize what their superpower is and they're just grinding it out, being frustrated. So I applaud you for that. And for everybody who's listening, if you're the person driving there going, God, I get out of this job, you want to find your superpower. If you do, you'll love every day that you work. It won't be hard. Probably work at it longer and everybody will call you geek about what you do, but that's the way it goes. Uh, so, now, I want to start with this one, okay? Why do people stay in jobs they just hate? Well, for very good reasons, actually. I'm not going to criticize or judge. You need to make a living. You're you're trying to pay your rent. You're trying to be a responsible adult. You're trying to prepare for your retirement, all the things that your show is about. So your career is the single most important wealth generation that you have in most cases for most average people. And so when you have a job and you don't necessarily want to risk changing jobs, you feel scary, you stay. The bad news and the good news. Bad news is that the pain of being in a job you hate will keep getting worse. And it's like a roller coaster. You're like, oh, it's not so bad. I can do this. I should be grateful. 
And then it gets worse and you start cycling back and forth. And the day comes or the moment comes when you think, I can't sacrifice my health. I'm not being a role model to my children or the people I care about. I need to do something different or I'm not going to be able to live my life to a level that I'm going to be proud of. And that's really why I wrote the book. That's almost like having a friend that one day they're nice to you and the next day they give you a backhanded compliment. You just, after a while, you just, it just builds up in a compound effect and you're like, okay, I'm done. That goes into my opening statement was 60% of middle income workers in the U.S. are considering a career change. What's really driving that? There are a complex web of reasons, but some really fine articles have been coming out recently trying to parse that out. Not just like, wow, what an existential crisis and we had too much time to think. That's true. But uh, one of the main drivers is people who don't want to get back into a commute and don't want to give up the life balance that they've achieved by being home for a while. Another driver is that people go to work with an array of personal and professional issues and being home, they often found they were more productive or they look back at getting into a job that they feel they can improve their salary. They can negotiate because we've got a talent shortage right now. The list is long, Steve, of reasons why even entry-level workers are saying, oh, gee, there's a lot of options out here. I should really give some consideration to some other choices. Following on that, then you feel this would probably be a good time to make a career change? I do. I think it's a good time. I think you're in a buyer's market. I heard a really good story that I really enjoyed a couple of days ago. A teacher who just could not imagine another year of remote instruction She just wasn't digging it anymore. And she went down the street and she saw the local bar and she used to be a bartender. And she walked in and said, are you hiring? And they said, we are hiring. And she is making more money than she was before as a teacher. She's helping people. She has her life balance. I'm not suggesting that you're going to be able to walk down the street and get a job, but I think it's a good time to get a certificate, to go to short-term training, to confront your supervisor or your supervisor, your boss or the company and say, this is what it would take for me to stay. Would you be interested in working with me? So let's talk a little bit more about certificates. I did a news report here in the San Diego area for the local news. And we found that during the pandemic, many people started taking vocational classes, certificates, even looking at getting degrees, and were investing in their education to create leverage in order to negotiate with their current position or create skills so they can move on to the next position. Now, are you seeing the same thing? And if so, and on top of that, a second question is, What type of classes should somebody be taking to improve their skills? Because I think that's really important because you don't want to take underwater basket weaving because that's not going to help anything. (laughs) Right, right. So start with the self-assessments. Start with a good career assessment that is going to look at your values, the skills you enjoy using, your temperament, and your interests. And uh, when you buy my book, you get an assessment that does that for free. Um, And that was very intentional because... People need to understand, don't go after a certificate program or a short course or lordy, a master's degree. Um, If you don't understand who you are and what you're talented to do, what gets you up in the morning, what you would really be good at, all of that. So I'm just going to throw a couple of ideas out just to wet your whistle. If you've ever thought about being a bookkeeper, CPAs and bookkeepers are desperate for help. The trades, almost every trade that you can imagine, and you can easily get into a a short course or certificate program for becoming a plumber, become an electrician, go into construction. It runs the gamut. If you're interested in proofreading 
or if for some reason you're listening to me and you think, I want to do what you're doing, that counseling thing sounds really good. I run a certificate program. So I think you really need to follow who you are and what you're passionate about. Don't just go out there and check off that box because it can be time consuming and expensive. Well, the other part of that is talked about what do you value? I deal with a lot of people in preparation for retirement. I've had people show up in my office. They went on vacation and they showed up in my office an hour or two after they told their boss they're quitting and retiring. But it's because they really hated what they did and they were just kind of good at it, but it wasn't the thing that made them happy or there was okay to be there. And when we had discussions about what was your takeaway from doing this? And they say, you know what, if I really did something that I truly valued, that I felt was a priority, because yeah, I probably would still be working because I would be okay with spending more time there. I wouldn't mind the pressures of the job or trying to get things done. Is that something that you see with people that they select a position not really based off their values and they're anxious, tired, and upset with it? Like all things human, it's complicated. It might've met their needs when they were raising a family and what really mattered was putting food on the table. Mm-hmm. And they were proud of that. And maybe over time, the job got, they've mastered the job. It's not interesting anymore. Or you can have a great set of coworkers and a great supervisor. They can leave. The culture can just become poisonous. And people get tired. They start wanting more. And so for all those reasons, when they sit in your office and they say, okay, I need to think of something else. I'm I'm absolutely healthy. I'm totally vibrant. I don't want to just sit on the Barca lounger and call it a day. I think that, again, some kind of a self-assessment, maybe working with a coach or just a really good conversation with one of your best listeners. Mm -hmm. And they'll tell you, just like people tried to tell me that I should just become a counselor. Here's what you really show up with. You should really pursue that. I had advice like that when I was 22 years old and stuck with it. And I had a great mentor and it worked out very well. And I don't think twice about doing what I do. And my friends still feel that I'm a little geek for what I do. And that's fine. I love it. So that's cool. (laughs) We're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about what the steps somebody needs to make to create a successful career change. Your book, how does it help people improve the quality of their career transition? I'd just like to talk to you about some of the some stories about some great career changes and things like that. So please stick with us. You might be going through this dilemma. You have this concern, this issue. You hate your job, whatever the situation is. Stick with us. We're going to be right back with more Helen here. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, 
Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. We're talking with Helen Horiza. We were talking about why people hate their job, how 60% of people Middle income workers in the U.S. are considering career changes. Why is that occurring? It's a good time to make a career change because the pay is up. People can do some things. We talked about educating yourself so you can put yourself in a position to increase your wages. But here's some of the big things. What are the steps that people need to take to make sure they have a successful career change? Remember, I mentioned that you'll go through the what I call the roller coaster. Um, and what accompanies being uncomfortable with your career or contemplating a change is almost always a level of anxiety because you're making a big change, a big possible transition, and there's a lot at stake. Um, or you might be angry, frustrated, you pick your emotion, but I have never seen anyone come to me to make a career change that wasn't in a state of emotion. And that's not a great place to be when you're trying to make really good choices. So the first step is to manage your um, emotional state and calm down and be aware of the fact that there is absolutely a process you can follow. This is not rocket science. You will be able to make this career change, calm down, and then you begin what I call the journey, which is do a self-reflective um, look at your identity. Who am I and who do I want to become? That's a great question. And then after you've got that piece, you've got a vision, now we can start the assessment. I mean, of course, I'm, it doesn't have to take forever, but it usually takes a number of weeks or months. And then you do your research. And in this day and age, you can use resources like Google, Indeed, LinkedIn to identify if you've got like a quilt of interests. You know, I'm interested in radio. I'm interested in helping people. I'm interested in finance. I'm interested in um, working from home. I'm interested in helping people. Where does that all come together? You know, you'll be able to find that just by searching those keywords and putting the pieces together. Be aware that your career is a design problem. It's not a matching exercise. There's not a single thing. There's a combination of things that would make you happiest. That will bring you to what I call the moment of truth, where you will be begging me and everyone else in the world that this is going to work out. It takes guts. It takes courage. And you will step forth into something new and feel um, like you're really living up to your potential. Uh, making a career change is a super self-esteem boosting thing to do. You know, I think that's really great because... There was times way back in my life where I was frustrated and I was like, I just got to get out of here in that emotional state that one's in. Quite frankly, I probably made a bad decision at least once. But then when I realized that, hey, this is really about finding the perfect fit for me, um, then it became more of a logical process that I had to follow. And it's almost like an if then type thing. I'm not a computer guy, but I mean, like if this happens then this happens, if this is a fit and I was able to find a position at one place before I went on my own and it was just like a glove. I mean, it was such a good fit and I'm not boasting my own thing, but I've heard about this from others where I was hired in at one position. Six months later, I was at another position and this is a hundred year old organization I was 28 years old. My new peers were all in their 60s. It was such a good fit for me that I took the worst performing business unit and it became the best performing business unit inside of six months. Nice. And, and then they would put me from one bad business unit to the next and I made them all work. <laughs> and it was just a great thing. And, and that kind of ended when you talked about the shift of personnel because the person that I ended up working for, that vice president, 
retired and they brought in somebody else who had been there longer than I had, but she had her click. And uh-huh. all of a sudden I became the three-fingered stepchild, even though I still performed and everything. And it was my time to say, okay, I'm in the wrong place. It's time to move on. And I moved on and I moved on to better pastures. But I got to say, it couldn't have been better suited for me in that environment and the way I operated because I looked at the fit more than anything else. Because I had actually interviewed probably 15 or 16 places. And I actually told them, I said, I don't think this is the right fit for me. I want to thank you for your time. And they're like, well, you're the first person who's ever said that to me. (laughs) Yeah. So so I just got to say, I love what you said because it makes a lot of sense. Now, how does your book help people improve their quality of their career transition? I think the key is you need to know what to do. Where do I start? What is the structure of a successful transition? What first, second, third, fourth? So I really, I lay that out very clearly with a model that is the structure for the book. And then I I have story after story after story that kind of shows how you move through the structure. Not all of them have happy endings. Some of them are just validating that, yes, this is who I am and this is what I want. Other people who made dramatic changes. And then some people who maybe should have done something a little differently. So I think you need inspiration. You need a path to follow. You need an assessment and you need good advice about do this, not that. You know, I believe people can do this. Okay. So while we're here, tell everybody the name of your book where they can get it, because I know it has the free assessment, which is worth it (laughs) in itself. So the book is Elevate Your Career, Live a Life You're Truly Proud Of. And, you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or my website, HelenHoriza.com. All those places would be a great place to get it. Now, tell me some stories of great career changes. I'd love to hear about those because everybody wants to hear a positive story. If they're thinking about this, Hey, they want to be like somebody else who's done well. One of my favorites is a gentleman who came to my office who was functioning as a paralegal who had finished law school, and he was flunking the bar exam, I think, three times. Now, in any, almost any society, a lawyer is a very prestigious thing to be, and it's very expensive and time-consuming to get to the point where he had. And he's like, I don't think this is right for me, but I don't know that I can give this up. I can't quit now. And I said, well, what do you really enjoy? And he, he apparently later told me, he said, gee, that was the stupidest question ever. Is this really all I'm going to get out of you? But he answered me and he said, you know what I like is luxury cars, luxury Jaguars, BMWs, that kind of thing. He said, I go to the auction on the weekend. I make more money selling luxury cars than I do as a paralegal. And I hate being a paralegal. And I'll make a long story short. You know, he didn't want to be a car salesperson, but what he wanted to do was start his own dealership. And, but he couldn't because, and believe me, that is what all of your listeners are saying. Well, yeah, I want to be something, but I can't because, and you've got all, and they're all good reasons. And you've got to knock those down. And his biggest thing, of course, was how can I walk away from what I've done and how can I afford it? And I helped him negotiate a loan with his father with an interest rate and term. He opened up a little boutique downtown, and he is one of the most beloved sources in this town for a luxury motor car. That's awesome, because you would think the story would go like, well, he became a senior vice president at so-and-so, but that's not the case. And the reality, he's probably completely happy. And he knows how to make a lot of money at it, which is wonderful. That's the part where I love people find their superpower, whatever it is, it is. And if that's you, you can do your own vital work and it makes life worth living. Now, 
What final advice would you have for someone who is unhappy in their job and ready to make a change? I'm going to take a little bit more out of that story. Um, he had to have the courage to tell his wife he didn't want to be a lawyer, uh, risk people judging him, going into an occupation that maybe didn't look as high status. So if you're making a change or you're considering making a change, do it for yourself. And in the end, everyone else who cares about you and loves you will be happier. And yeah, be true to yourself. I think that's wonderful. Everybody, this is Helen Poriza. Could you do us a favor and let everybody know how they can get a hold of you? Again, how they can get your book. Uh, we're coming to the end of our segment. And I'm just thankful that you're able to impart this information for everybody because I know it's going to make a difference in their life. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Probably the easiest single place is Helen Poriza. I'm sorry, it's not easy to spell. H-O-R-Y-Z-A.com. That'll get you to my services and my book. So. Helen, thank you so much. Um, if you're okay with it, I'd like to have you back sometime in the future because what you offer and the advice you give, I'll just say this, it can't be told enough. Thanks. So yeah, I'd, thank you. I'd be happy to help. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being part of the Saving with Steve show. And I know it's all about the ins and outs of money, but making a career change is about the ins and outs of money. One of the biggest takeaways that I heard is make sure you do your vital work, find your superpower. And today's a great time for the job market to make a change. So thanks again, Helen. You have a great day. We'll see you. Okay, you too, Steve. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. That was Helen Horiza. It was wonderful to have her here. The takeaways that I have from that are just special. Go to HelenHoriza.com, get her information, get that book, get the assessment, the whole shot. We had a wonderful show with Helen Horiza. If you're looking to make a career change, you definitely want to check her out. Next week, we have Dennis Kucinich, the senator. He's going to talk about how he uncovered the corruption in Cleveland, Ohio. We also have Christina Vandergrift, who's going to talk about how to make money in rentals and vacation rentals. So look, we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Same date, same channel. Have a great week. Be safe, be healthy. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton.